friends, welcome to Womankind. This is your host, Kelsey Novitz, and I'm here with my guest this week, Shauna Stanley. She is a photographer, and she's also the founder of the Vanguard House. Hi, Shauna. Hello. So happy to be here. Thank you for being here. So let's talk a little bit. Do you want to talk about photography first, or let's start with yeah, that, because that's kind of the beginning of yeah, your journey, right? Yeah, that's how right? we started. Yeah. Okay, so let's hear about what you do. Okay, so um, at this point in my career, I identify myself as a birth photographer. Um, I actually started out, um, I would say as most photographers do in the wedding industry. Um, I did that for about five years and then uh, just realized that my heart was really in birth photography. I had actually um, stumbled into my first um, birth photography experience when I lived in um, Scottsdale. Arizona and um, I was super newbie photographer and I met a gentleman at a conference and he was like hey my wife is pregnant you live down the street from me would you like to photograph our home birth and I was like uh yes please <laughs> so that was kind of my um, first experience um, with that and I fell into it and I definitely consider myself a bit of a birth nerd I have three kids of my own and um I've had vastly different birth experiences with each one of them, and so not only is birth photography, um, you know, a part of my work, but I feel like it's really just a part of who I am because I'm a huge advocate for human rights, um, for birth, and, you know, women having choices, and, you know, every birth experience is transformative, whether it's positive or negative, and I think that it's important for women to... Um, you know, arm themselves with knowledge, and I feel like that's just a part of what I do with photography, right? And, like, giving women a glimpse into, like, what that process looks like. And at a time where they are probably not in a place to pay attention exactly. to what's going on at that yeah, time. yeah, and I would say that um, the work that I do is actually more for the, mo the mother than anybody mm -hmm. else, because they're, like, in a whole other world, right, right? when they're going through the labor process. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really um, important and empowering for women to be able to, like, see what everyone else around them saw and, like, you know, her in this really the most powerful state she'll probably ever be in, like, in her life. So it's really, it's just amazing work. That's incredible. Thank you. I was really not familiar with birth photography. I didn't really know that was a thing until Instagram. Right. And so that was really the first place that I was introduced to that, and they are such powerful, powerful images. Yes. So tell me a little bit about the difference between photographing weddings versus <laughs> births, because they're both very emotional experiences. They are. Um, but I imagine that there's probably so, some differences there. Right. So what I, I usually say is that um, when couples get married, they think this is the most important day of their life until they have a baby. <laughs> so I think that also, you know, there's so much planning that goes into weddings. Um, you know, everything, every little detail, every timeline, you know, detail, uh, flowers, clothing and everything. And with birth, it's just the polar opposite because there is no timeline. Like you have no idea. You have an estimated due date, mm -hmm. but that's pretty much it. You might know the sex and that's kind of like the only, you know, amount of information that you have. So the whole process is just really a big surrender, right? And I think that um, that's where it differs most from weddings. Um, there's, you know, a lot of emotions just like, you know, weddings have, um, but birth photography is just very, very personal. 
So, yeah. Nice. What do you find people do with those photographs after I do not know about that part of the process? (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, there's this really interesting thing that I've noticed with um, my birth clients in particular. I'm not shy, you know, about the images that are shared on my website and on social media. And, you know, I have permission from, you know, every mother to share those photos. But I feel like the women that come to me um, are just very open and this experience is for them, but in a way they also want to show other women to like, you know, just how empowering this process is. So they're not scared to share. And I know women make, you know, like books. Um, and these are awesome keepsakes, you know, for the child in the future. Um, I actually give each client a keepsake box that has prints in it. Um, and they can make the selection of, you know, what images go into that. But yeah, so it's basically just another family heirloom, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. I can't, I'm trying to think of <laughs> what I would think if my own mother showed me <laughs> pictures of my birth. And that's the thing, yeah. is it's, it's really just like a very personal, very individualized, you know, kind of experience. Right. And so for me, you know, I'm so like immersed in this. So my, my children are as well, right? Right. And, and we just openly talk about these topics. So it's... I guess it's really just, it depends on it depends what type on, of household right. you grow up in. <laughs> I wouldn't say that they're making coffee table books you know, for, when, for when, you know, friends and family come over. Right. But, um, and like I said, they can pick and choose what images go in there. Right. I always am sure to, like, take pictures that are a little bit more discreet just because, you know, some women are like, okay, I really actually do want to share mm-hmm. these photos and the experience I had, but I don't necessarily want, mm-hmm. like crowning shots. So we're actually kind of on like a timeline right now. You might have to leave this yes. interview to go to the birth. I'm on call. Super <laughs> last minute couple. Um, really excited to work with them. It, it really is actually an amazing story because um, I don't remember how they were connected to me, but um, they found my work and she emailed me and she was just like, oh my gosh, like, I have to have you. She was like, the only thing is, is my due date is September 9th, or no, September 8th, so this Sunday. And I was like, oh, I'm actually leaving for the entire week of oh, September geez. 8th. And, and they were like, oh, and I was like, okay, so look, this is what we can do. I'll be on call for you up until that point. I won't charge you for anything. If you happen to go into labor, we'll just you know, we'll make it work. And, um, so they thought about it and they were like, you know, we really want to take a chance on this. And I mean, I sat for two hours with them for a consultation. Like it was just, we just connected on so many levels. And, um, she told me, she's like, you know, I've had visions and I've had dreams that this baby is coming before its due date. And what is the date? I'm looking so today's the, oh six. My gosh, it's the six. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> so chills. she texted me this morning and she was like, hey, I'm pretty sure my water broke at 4.30 this morning. And even when I was in the consultation with them, you know, I like rubbed her belly and I said, hey, baby. <laughs> I said, September 5th is a great day to come. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are, the 6th. So I just think it's pretty amazing. Wow, yeah. that is amazing. Yeah. So we'll see. So hopefully we finish this interview and <laughs> yeah. then you can head there after Yeah, this. definitely. So, so at this point, you know, you know, there's the people that are delivering the baby in the delivery room, whatever family members or friends that are in there. So how do you kind of navigate that role? Yeah, so that's actually 
a part of the process that I absolutely love is that, you know, I have to constantly be reading the temperature of the room. Um, I am constantly scanning the room, looking at everybody's facial expressions, you know, seeing who might, you know, be very emotional in that moment. I think that every person that is in the birthing space is there for a reason. I mean, moms don't just let anybody in a room, right? right? Um, and so it's been really amazing to be able to photograph, you know, not just mom and dad, but maybe it's, you know, grandma and grandpa or sister. I mean, I had a birth last year with a dear friend of mine and her twin sister was there. So it's just that kind of dynamic right. was just really powerful. And then, you know, her mother was there and, and her mother was actually hesitant um, about, you know, her daughter having a home birth. And so for her mom to witness that process was like, it was really powerful. And so to have those photos with, you know, other people in the room, it's just, it's really, it's just special. So special for everybody. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation where there was some kind of emergency or some, some kind of like unexpected yes. event? Yes, definitely. Um, I had a hospital birth last year that ended up in a C-section, and that was definitely not what their plan was, but, you know, they were in the right place to do that. Um, a really amazing birth story with um, a client of mine who has actually shared it on a national podcast. She um, delivered her fifth baby at home, and he was 11 pounds, 6 ounces. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> And he That's had, like a toddler. <laughs> yes. He had um, shoulder dystocia, which is where the shoulders get stuck in mm -hmm. the mom's um, pelvis. And thank God the midwife and, um, you know, everybody that was in the room was just very quick thinking, very efficient. And baby came out. He needed a little bit of help breathing. And he wailed for two hours after that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely, you know, there's those moments that come up and... Um, at that point, it's kind of interesting for me because, I mean, that story in particular, the mom and the midwife told me, do not stop taking pictures because this was a part, right, like of their story mm -hmm. and of the process. And the mother was actually um, an L&D nurse, too. Mm -hmm. So um, it was like, you know, taking pictures, but at the same point, like holding mom's hand or, you know, right. just being that extra support person in the room, too. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because, I mean, if, like, clinically, like, birth is considered, like, trauma, basically. Your body is going through this traumatic event, and I love that people want to photograph that to remember how they feel in those moments. Yeah. I think well, that's and so I cool. Guess, and I guess that that's where um, the mind shift changes, is that... Um, I wouldn't say it's so much trauma, but it's intense, right? right. So it I mean, can't. like on the body, not necessarily. Yeah. That's the other amazing yeah. things. Women's bodies are designed for this, mm -hmm. right? Like everything from you know the structure of their tissue, like everything is just so like um, uniquely designed for this process. So when you when you believe in that and you surround yourself with others that believe in that too, like it's a really magical process. <laughs> in a sense, I'm gonna come with you to the birth lady. <laughs> Sounds so cool. <laughs> So your other piece here, and, yes. and I'm sure you do many other things beyond this, um, is the Vanguard House. Yes. So can we talk a little bit about how your photography journey kind of led you to yeah, creating yeah. the Vanguard House? Definitely. So um, 
I think it was January 2018, so last year, um, I ended up hiring a um, life coach and business coach. Her name's Kim Ventola. Mm -hmm. She's an incredible human being. I was really trying to like reassess my business, right? And like figure out like, okay, I want to, you know, step back from a lot of other things in order to make more room in my schedule for birth photography. But I was trying to figure out like finances and scheduling and just, you know, how was mm -hmm. all of that going to work? So I, I hired Kim and we spent weeks, you know, going through this process and it was just such an incredible process to go through with her because first of all, I'm a creative, so business is just, you know, not really like my cup right. of tea. <laughs> um, so to have a second set of eyes on that was just really amazing. And in the process of working with her, we were like, okay, we really need to, um, you know, create a schedule for me so that I can be most efficient, like in the work that I was doing. And she, you know, she knew I had a 18 month old at the time at home. And that makes it extremely challenging to get anything done like working from home is an oxymoron and so um she was like you know where can you go work like where can you like carve out time on a weekly basis to go get work done so I really had to like think about that and I started looking around Buffalo you know different like office spaces co-working spaces and what I found was that not only did I come up short like with the inspiration like there was no spaces that like really spoke to me that I was like oh yeah that's somewhere where I would be excited to wake up in the morning and go to work to I also had an 18 month old so I was like okay so now do I have to try to find babysitters you know I didn't need full-time childcare. like that was just you know a lot of money that I didn't even need to spend for right. childcare. so I basically was just like I think I need to create something because this thing doesn't exist, right? And so I started um, asking other women. I sent out like a little survey um, that I attached to my photography website and sent it out through um, like Facebook Messenger, you know, to a bunch of friends. And the responses that I was getting was like a resounding yes. Oh my gosh. Like we need a place for women to work out of, a place where women can bring their children um, you know, that provides some sort of childcare service. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm like onto something here. And so a few weeks went by, actually I think it was like maybe like a month, month and a half. And I had just kind of gone to the wayside and I hadn't been in touch with Kim. So she's like, Shauna, like we need to talk, you know, what's going on? And I got on the phone with her and I was like, oh my gosh, Kim. Okay. So this is my idea. And I like shared it with her and she was like, okay, pump the brakes, like, <laughs> hang on, you know, we were focusing on this, and then she was like, no, wait, this is, like, incredible, and not only is this just an incredible idea, she was like, Shauna, this is an extension of the work that you're already doing, right, you're already holding space for these women, you're already, you know, like, documenting this transformative process that they're going through, but then what about after that, right, there, you have mothers, you have babies, and these women are also going through a transformation of, oh, now I have to work, now I have a child. Where is that support system? And so it just made sense. And so for the last 18 months, I have just poured my heart and my soul into this process, and it has been the most eye-opening, educating experience I have ever had in my life. So what I've done is that through, 
you know, surveying women and talking to women, I am essentially building a model around what women are saying that they need. Um, and through surveying, women have said that, you know, their biggest struggles are time management, self-care, and childcare. So that's really what I'm using to, um, you know, build this model off of. And I can't tell you, like, the amount of people that have just come out of the woodworks to help support this project. I mean, this is easily a half million dollar startup. And for someone like me, who, you know, identifies as just a photographer, <laughs> like, it's, it's a huge undertaking. But it's a really important one. And I feel like at, you know, every moment that... I've, you know, doubted myself or felt like, what the heck am I doing? Like, you know, who am I to think I can do this? Like someone has come into my life or I've gotten an email or another, you know, um, survey response or someone added to my waiting list. And I'm just like, okay, this is why I'm doing mm -hmm. this. Well, I think this is incredible and Thank such you. a great idea <laughs> to reaffirm that. Thank you. Um, I know like in other like bigger cities, there are things like this, yes. but yeah, we, in Buffalo, we don't have yeah, anything like exactly. that. So I think that this is something that we definitely need. Yes. And the direction that our city's moving in, I feel like this is just one more thing to add exactly. to it. Yeah, and I, you know, when I started coming up with, like, what I wanted my model to be, then I started really diving into, like, you know, national research. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so what are other cities doing? And I quickly learned, like, okay, this is not a new thing. I'm not reinventing the wheel here. You know, there are other models like this, which to me was just more confirmation, right, like of the concept. And Buffalo's always, you know, a couple years behind, but I think that... We get there eventually. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that, you know, in the conversations that I've had, um, especially with, you know, people who are going to help this project, um, you know, like people on my advisory board or just potential um, investors it's been beneficial to say like, okay, go look at these other markets, right? Like it already exists here. Mm -hmm. We're just making a model that, um, you know, fits Buffalo and the women of Buffalo. So along the way, you said that there were a couple things that you, well, a lot of things I imagine that you learned in the process. What are some things that stick out of what you learned as you've oh been going through this since, this is where I when, since January. <laughs> oh, I don't care. So, we welcome yes, no. This is womankind. So, yeah. <laughs> I would say the thing that I have learned the most is that I've really had to dig deep within myself to like push through um, a lot of self-doubt, a lot of like, you know, limiting beliefs or um, programs or stories that I've told myself my whole life that have become you know, very apparent in this process that like imposter syndrome, right? Oh, so yeah. I totally get that. <laughs> oh yeah. So I think that what's been so interesting and just empowering to me through this process is that, um, this has just been a refining process for myself, but not only that, but like I am my own customer, right? Like I am the woman that's you know, needs this space. So every step and every, pro you know, part of this process that I'm going through is really just um, helping me to become the woman that I need to be to then help others. And I think that, um, you know, just really just having to, like, believe in myself and accept help. I think women especially, like, we just want to, like, do everything by ourselves, you know? Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, <laughs> right? So I think that... Um, you know, just being willing to ask for help, um, 
I'm, I'm really good at identifying like what I'm not good at. Um, but I really just had to hone in on like what I am really good at too. Um, and I'd say also, um, what I've really learned through this process too, is that, um, I would say when we're in business for ourselves, um, you know, we're faced with many challenges. Um, and a lot of times we think that these are like business challenges when really I think that everything stems from like a very personal space and a very, you know, personal relationship that we have to, um, our work and, you know, how we really like move through the world. So I think that one thing that I um, really want to focus on within Vanguard House as far as the programming goes is, you know, how can we um, really start implementing um, programs, workshops, small groups, larger groups that really help women identify like who they are, you know, what are their core values, like what, um, maybe what are some of those limiting beliefs that they've had in those programs and those stories and those lies that they've been telling themselves all of this time that they might not know is actually keeping them like from who they want to be or where they want to be in business. Cause I think it's all like super, you know, correlated. And that's been like my experience, especially in this process. Um, so I really just envision this space as not just being, it's not just a co-working space, right? Like it's so much more than mm -hmm. that. And when you start gathering women together, it's just amazing things happen. So definitely. And I can tell by your answer what, how passionate you are about this, because I don't know what, I don't know that I had like expectations of what your answer to that question would be, but like, you know, I was like business, the answer might be like something about like facts and figures <laughs> and learning about like things like that. But no, you're, it, it was like a personal journey that is helping yeah. you grow to ultimately then bring that to the space, right. which will be valuable to the yes. women that go there. Yeah, I definitely believe that. Like it's, it's all like a mind, body, spirit approach that I'm taking, um, in building this. So I love that. Thank you. So what are like some of the specifics of it? Where is, where did the name come from and where okay. is the house? <laughs> yeah. So, um, the name, it's actually kind of funny story. Um, my fiance, um, was going to use the name Vanguard cause he was going to create a community garage. So a community garage is like a place where you go and you rent like your, you know, small little space and you can park your motorcycle there and you can like oh, okay. work on it and you pay like monthly, you know, mm -hmm. to use that space like co-working for like garages basically okay, like interesting. <laughs> and um so the the meaning of the word the word sorry vanguard is a group of people leading the way in new developments and ideas and um so he was going to call it vanguard moto and that never came to fruition but i always just loved the name so when i was thinking of names um you know for what i was developing i was like I really love the name Vanguard, but that sounds really masculine. So I'm not sure, you know, if that's a good fit. And then I was like, but if you add the and house to it, it sounds kind of regal. It does. <laughs> it sounds like fancy. Yeah. I like it. I'm, yeah. I'm drawn to it. Awesome. <laughs> and just, you know, the meaning behind Vanguard, like it still right. is fits, right? right. Um, I love it. I'm an English strong. teacher. I love symbols. Oh, I love it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. awesome. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so that's where the name came from. 
And then as far as location goes, um, I'm actually in the process of looking at a couple of locations right oh, okay. now, but um, the flagship location will be downtown, um, okay. like possibly Main Street or even Ellicott. Um, oh. Ellicott and, no, not Ellicott, uh, Genesee. Oh, okay. So looking at okay. a couple spaces, it's, at this point, it's really just a matter of, you know, looking at the financials and then kind mm -hmm. of plugging that into, you know, what space makes the most sense financially, location-wise, et cetera. Mm -hmm. so, I may have to bring you back once it's up and running you, to see how yes, it's going. definitely. <laughs> what are some other visions that you have in terms of what will, what will an average day at the Vanguard House look like? Awesome. Yeah, so... Um, what we're doing right now is developing a tier of memberships. Um, so there will be three main tiers. Um, the first one being a flex membership, which is basically like open seating. So there are some women that will just come in much like you would do at a coffee house, right? And just find a seat. Um, and then we'll also have dedicated desks. So for the woman that's like, you know what, I really just need to have like my own space to come to, like she'll be able to do that. And then we're also looking at doing small private office spaces. I'm not sure if we'll start with that. That might mm -hmm. be part of phase two, like growing. We'll see. But I mean, I just really envision this space as just being like a bustling space with like just women and people, you know, having conversations and eating lunch together. And um, we really want to create a space that encourages women to like move about, right? Like the thing with offices is we're creatures of habit naturally, right? So like we will go from our same parking spot to our same office or, you know, like we'll do that. So the idea is to create a space where um, women are gonna like be moving around more, um, making more connections. And um, I think that, you know, it's one thing to like have your own ideas, but then when you start, you know, having conversations with other people, those ideas just take on like a whole other form. And I'm just really excited to see what kind of even businesses just are grown out of this space organically that were never even, you know, like on somebody's, you know, mind or whatever. Um, I bet that will happen a lot. I think it will. Yeah. yeah. And then also, um, you know, like I said, through surveying women, um, they were saying that self-care is like a really big struggle. And I was like, well, of course I wouldn't think about that because I'm a mom and I don't take care of myself either. Right. So, um, we're going to be implementing, um, amenities that you know are um for women to be able to like take time for themselves so we're looking at doing um infrared saunas a uh, meditation room um a fitness room where women can do you know like yoga classes and things like that so that they can really just take that much needed time um to themselves as well and then the golden ticket is on-site child care um, so that, you know, is a big struggle for a lot of women and just like me, a lot of women don't need full-time childcare or they're left in that sticky situation where it's like, do I go back to work because I'm going to end up spending this much in childcare and does it even make sense? So what we're offering is short-term childcare. So much like your gym works or the JCC, um, you have hours that you can, you know, drop off your child you have to stay on premise, you can't leave, um, and it maxes out at three hours. Um, and it's pay by the hour, so you pay for what you need, okay. which I think is a, you know, a huge win for women that are right. working for if themselves. You only have to stay for an hour, or, yeah. you, just, you just need perfect. to take a meeting that's or so something. Cool. Yeah. I feel like that's so useful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Amazing. Yeah. Okay, what else can you tell us about the Vanguard? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at the time, and we'll probably transition into the womanhood questions in just a couple of minutes. Oh, yeah, no worries. Um, but what did I miss about the Vanguard House? What are some other things you can what tell us? some other things? Um, uh, I would say that another thing that is two things, actually, that are heavily on my mind is um, diversity and um, equity. So that's one thing that myself and my um, advisory board are really focusing on, especially since we're going to be putting ourselves um, purposely in, you know, areas where um, we just need to make sure that we are open and welcoming to all women, right? Um, doesn't matter your, you know, sexual orientation, um, your ethnicity, your religion, any of that. Like, we are really going to be working hard to make sure that we are meeting the needs for every woman and creating a safe and, um, you know, uh, inspiring, inviting atmosphere. And then the other thing I would say is that, um, this process has been long and grueling because um, it's this is a very expensive project to start. Like this, you know, this is very um, challenging for someone like myself of small means. And the one thing that I have realized through this process personally, but also just in my research that I've done um, nationally, is that women don't have access to the capital that they need. It is very, very challenging. And so um, I'm going to be working with my team to really help um, implement um, different things within Vanguard House that are going to help women gain access to the funding that they need to either start or grow their business. That's incredible. I And so I have like questions running through my mind now about like <laughs> cost. So how will you you know, keep costs down for that, keep costs down for that equity piece and also right. offer yes. everything you need to offer. That's, yeah. That's a tough balance. So it is. It is a tough balance, but it's definitely doable. Um, so what a relief to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's a couple of things. I mean, the, the memberships, um, so for our, um, flex membership, it starts at $175 a month, um, which is, pretty budget friendly for most women. Um, and then the other piece to it is that I want to make sure that, you know, we are, um, opening up our space to women who can't necessarily afford that. So what we're going to be implementing are, um, community sponsored, um, memberships. So we are going to reach out into the community and offer, um, every year, a certain amount of memberships, um, that women can apply for, um, and those will be for underrepresented women in our community. Oh, that's amazing. That's yeah. excellent. You really have thought of everything, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I go to bed thinking about it, and I wake up thinking about it. <laughs> and you will for a long time, yes. I'm sure. But yeah. that's that's what you got to do. That's yeah. what goes into it. So I think at this point we'll transition into the womanhood questions. Okay, um, but before that... Um, if any of my listeners are looking to get involved, where can they find yes. you? Um, you can find me at thevanguardhouse.com. Um, there's information there, and there's also um, a chance for you to put your name on a waiting list, which is growing by the week, and it's awesome. Um, and then we're also on Instagram. It's um, the Vanguard House. There's underscores 
I think it's the underscore Vanguard underscore house. Um, yeah, and then if you want to follow along with my personal work with birth and my family, you can find me at Shauna L. Stanley for Instagram. And my website for birth photography is shaunastanley.co. And do you photograph outside of the Buffalo area? Or are you strictly... I do. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do, actually. Okay. Yeah. Wanted to put that out there. So if you're looking for a birth <laughs> photographer, yeah. Shauna's your girl. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll, we, we've already talked about some of the stuff, um, but we'll kind of get through the questions here. Um, well, aside from the things that we've talked about, is there anything about your, your story of your life that you'd like to share? Oh, well, <laughs> I would say... I'm not from Buffalo. A lot of people don't know oh, that. Okay. But yeah, I moved here six years ago. How I'm did you a, end up in Buffalo? I know. It's always the question. <laughs> first question. Um, I'm from California. I was oh, okay. actually born in Temecula, which is a little town, or oh, okay. was a little town, um, inland of San Diego. Mm. Um, My friends just vacationed there. Oh, nice. Ago, so I now I now know where that is. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I lived there till I was 10, and then I moved to Arizona, and I lived there till I was 17, and then I moved back to California. And that's where I had um, my first two children. And then I ended up here in Buffalo. I was actually going through a divorce, and my mom was living here at the time. She's from here originally. Okay. But she moved. She spent most of her years, her formative years and everything, on the West Coast. And she moved to Buffalo on a whim. And um, it just happened to be the time that I needed her. And I came to Buffalo, and she has since gone back to Pasadena. <laughs> <laughs> which I find kind of funny. She left me here. No, I'm just teasing. Um, yeah, and so I moved here six years ago, started my photography business here, and Buffalo has just been amazing for me and my family. Yeah. Well, welcome. We're happy Thank to have you. you here. Thank you. You usually hear people say, I moved to California. On yeah, way. right. Not, I moved to Buffalo <laughs> on a but yeah. we're thrilled when it happens here. <laughs> um, so what does it mean to you, Shauna, to be a woman in 2019? Oh my gosh, I would say tapping into my power. Yes, I feel like there's a movement and I think that women are finally um, speaking their truth, owning it, and not backing down. I love that. <laughs> I think that's true. Here we are, two women with microphones in our hands. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, so, what are your least favorite parts of being a woman oh my least favorite part mm. I would say feeling like I have to speak up that I have to be louder that's a bit of an inconvenience sometimes um how does that play out in your either in your business or in your life in general yeah I feel like I especially with Vanguard House I'm just you know treading some very different landscape than I have ever, you know, meeting with people with uh, more money than I could ever, you know, experience mm -hmm. in a lifetime and just having conversations with people that, you know, have the means to make this happen. It's intimidating and I've really just had to stick to my guns and be true to, you know, my, my mission for what I'm developing and, you know, not lose sight of that. Mm -hmm. Now, this is kind of... Kind of related, kind of not related. Have you received any pushback or people asking, well, why do we even need something like this? Um, I would say 
There have been a couple of naysayers, but for the most part, I have gotten, like, amazing responses mm -hmm. from people, men and women. Oh, good. Yeah. That's reassuring. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So, in turn, what are your favorite parts of being a woman? Hmm. Oh, man, that's a good question. <laughs> favorite parts of being a woman. Um, I just think that women are so unique and that we are fierce, but we are fragile. I think that that's something that um, is just super unique about us and that, you know, it doesn't really matter what situation we go into. We're kind of coming at it from both of those perspectives and that just makes us incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that. Fierce but fragile. Interesting. I have to think about that one more. I like it though. <laughs> um, so what do you think the world or society needs to know about women that it maybe doesn't right now? Hmm. Um, I would say that we are the ultimate multitaskers. I mean, I, I was in a meeting uh, last month with a gentleman and he said to me, so how do you plan on doing this with three kids? You know, did he have like, any kids? He actually has one, yes. And I thought to myself, no, how does he do anything? If I was a man, <laughs> yeah, well, I right. would not be asked that question. <laughs> you wouldn't, though. Yeah, I wouldn't. That's so, so unfair. Yeah, definitely. We should and start I, asking men that question. Yeah, and I and I think that you know, as women are really starting to rise up, and you know, um, create a bigger voice for themselves, it's only going to create this shift within men, right, too, and, and men will become more enlightened. <laughs> I believe that. Um, I'm raising two of them in my household, so they won't be asking those questions. <laughs> yeah, I feel like with each generation, things will get a little better, Yeah, hopefully. I think so, too. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to put all the positivity right, out there. Definitely. And, yeah. <laughs> Um, so what, I mean, I think we kind of already know the answer to this, but you can elaborate on it, but what issue that affects women are you most passionate about? Oh, definitely, um, just birth. I think that, um, <clears throat> I, I, there's a war going on, I believe truly with women, with their bodies, with, um, the choices that are being taken from them on multiple levels and I think that um, I don't know how things are going to change because it will literally be a cultural shift I mean women have been you know birthing one way for a hundred or more years and it's going to take a lot to um, bring you know more awareness to um, how different the process can be Mm -hmm. And that women need to have that choice and they need to not be, you know, looked at sideways. Um, and that there should be systems in place to support women in any and all of those decisions that they make. Mm -hmm. um, your passion for birth, did that, did that start after you had kids or was that yes. something? Oh, okay. so my first birth experience oh, lit a fire under my ass, we'll say. <laughs> it was just, I was, you know, 20 years old and... Um, thought I did my research and I didn't and um, it the whole process took a very different path than I wanted and there was way too many interventions I ended up um, with 
some postpartum depression because of it. I felt very disconnected to my daughter for a long time. And um, so when I got pregnant with my second, with my son, I was like, I, I'm really going to do my research and I'm going to, you know, have a completely different experience. And I did. Awesome. Yeah. And then by the third, you were a pro. Yeah, right. <laughs> the third was actually a really great experience for me because it encompassed um, both worlds. So I had a home birth, but I had what's called a retained placenta. So that's where your placenta doesn't come out. Um and so I ended up needing to be transferred to the hospital. Oh, so and, it was a mix. Yeah, so okay. it was a mix of both. And I would say in that process really is what made it, like, apparent to me that, like, women need to, you know, have not just the choices, but there needs to be a system in place to make these transitions smoother and, um, you know, to not have women um, branded as they come through the hospital doors as a home birth. So, in that same vein, I think this answer will be, but um, what changes would you like to see for women in the future? Oh, changes in the future. Um, and you just kind of said that at the yeah. end, that kind of like the stigma of... Yeah, I think that there's just stigmas around everything at this point, and I think that, like, I don't know what it's going to take to lift those stigmas and... Um, you know, create a different future for women and for, you know, the generations to come. But whatever needs to happen, I will be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you're the right person to have as part of it Thank with everything that you're that. doing. Um, all right, so we'll end on this question. Um, who are the women that you most admire? Ooh, the women I most admire. Um, well, definitely women in the birth community. They are just saints. Um, the work that women do, you know, even in hospitals and home birth, like they are just, you know, superhumans. Um, also, who do I admire? I would say um, I just have an incredible group of women around me right now. And it's funny because I, growing up, didn't have a connection to very many women. Mm -hmm. And this has just been such an incredible process for me to go through. And, you know, finding those women who are just there whenever I need them, whatever it is. And um, I'm just super grateful. Um, you know, I have a very close network of women. Just <clears throat> Kim Ventola, I mentioned her. Um you know, everything from her to my lawyer, Vanessa, who's just like <laughs> pep talks me as much as she gives me legal advice. Um, yeah, I would say just, just the awesome network of women that I have around me. Nice. And that's a group that you've formed since you've come to yeah, Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. And I have made more meaningful connections with women here in Buffalo than I have anywhere else. Mm -hmm. We're a powerhouse here. You are. But I feel like the past few episodes have been like very, or no, the past one episode at least has been very Buffalo centric. Oh, so we have cool. a couple in a row. That's awesome. So that's cool. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> All right. So at this point, we have approached the end of our episode. Is there right. anything else um, that you wanted to mention about either birth photography or the Vanguard House or anything else? Um, no, I think we, probably, we covered it. We covered a lot. <laughs> we did cover a lot, and yeah. I'm really, I'm really excited to see how this all unfolds and I'm excited to be a part of it in the future hopefully. Thank you. Yeah. Come to our podcast room. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I do need a podcast room, so that would be helpful. 
Um, well, awesome. thank you so much, Jonna, for being here. So thank just, you. again, tell my listeners if they're interested in a birth photographer or being a part of the Vanguard House, how yeah. can they reach you? Yeah, uh, best places to reach me uh, for birth photography is uh, shaunastanley.co. Or um, if you're going to need a place to work from in the future or you just want to be part of a really badass community of women, you can go to thevanguardhouse.com. All right, excellent. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for inviting me. This was awesome. <laughs> See, wasn't it fun? Yeah, and no baby was... I didn't get any yes, phone calls. no phone so calls. So the, the universe is on our side. It is, for sure. <laughs> All right, you guys know where to find me. You can find me at Womankind Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, um, on my website at www.womankindpodcast.com, or through email at womankindpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye, friends.